Hi, I'm Kevin Zavala. I'm with the DDA8 cohort at Nashville Software School, which focuses on data analytics. And my project is an eco-sustainable travel guide. Awesome. Awesome. I'm definitely um, interested to hear what you found in the story that was told through data analytics and your time with NSS. But before we dive into all of that, I would love to know what did your life look like um, before NSS and what um, sparked the transition uh, and drew you towards this program? Yeah, well, I feel like my story isn't too much different from a lot of people. I uh, Before this, I was serving um, and I got to be real, pretty much what drove me to this was I just wanted to get out of that industry. It's kind of just tired of waiting tables, and I thought data analytics would be um, a great way to kind of, like, I've always kind of been into data as my background is biology and environmental science. I worked with it in college, and I always kind of had a, a fondness for it, so I thought data analytics would be a great way to kind of get back into it. Yeah, I mean, from from what I know, data analytics is filled with critical thinking and a- asking unique questions that maybe haven't been asked before and making correlations that maybe haven't been made before. So um, I definitely I, I see the relation there. Um, but I would I would love to know what inspired this project that you chose to dedicate so much time and hard work uh, to these past couple of months. What drove me to want to make a eco-sustainable travel guide, essentially, is that I wanted to combine my love for environmental science with my love for traveling. Um, I've worked for many years in like environmental labs, and I wanted to kind of make that into a project that involved traveling. So I essentially what I did is that I looked up databases within NASA. They provide an extensive, you know, kind of database on on like atmospheric science and environmental data. So I looked at that and I kind of paired that with um, tourism statistics and carbon emissions. And I kind of wanted to put that all together to make basically a way to aim travelers towards places that are more environmentally conscious, something that, you know, that they would be kind of looking forward to. I love that. That's definitely that's an angle I've I've never I've never heard before. I've I've obviously I've read stories on um, different un- environmental issues or environmental I guess I'll call them like victories or wins for different cities, but I've never heard um, about it being looked at from a, a traveler's approach. So that's that's super interesting and unique. Um, what tools did you use, and what sources did you use to to pull together and um, and flesh this data out? Yeah, so I mainly worked with Python. Um, it was so the data that I gathered uh, again from different databases from NASA, Data World, um, Columbia, the university. Um, I tried to find mostly the files in CSV, which are already in tabular form and were kind of just easy to implement into to Python with using the pandas, you know, program. So I kind of just did that, and I. Cleaned up pretty much all the data within Python. Uh, a lot of data merging of data, you know, just a lot of merging, a lot of cleaning up, and it was a pretty long and arduous task. But eventually, um, I got it to where I could make one single data frame that I could just make a uh, tableau with, and essentially just kind of made all the the visualizations 
within Tableau. Yeah, we love a visual. We love we love something easy to to understand in the end after all of the the hard work is is said and done and the results are there. Um, you know, once you once you reach that point and you were kind of towards the finish line of your project, um, what story do you think was told in the end? What what did the results um, say to you? Well, I guess one kind of positive thing I found was that. Uh, the globe in general was just uh, becoming more environmentally conscious. Just, just from the statistics I found, I uh, through the years I've seen that there's been progress in terms of ecosystem vitality and uh, environmental health. So that kind of gives, kind of uh, gives me the answer that countries are trying harder. Um, whether it's too late, too soon, I can't comment on. But it's nice to see, you know countries making an effort. Hey, that's good. To, hey, that's a little affirming for me to hear as um, hearing from someone who who's, who took a, a long, hard look at this. It's affirming to hear that you, you also feel like pe- people are trying a little bit harder and municipalities are, are trying harder and governments are trying harder. So, so I love to hear that. Was there anything that, that stood out to you specifically um, about the final results? Maybe... Um, a specific city's findings or, or, or area's findings. I would just, I, I would love to know sort of a, an anecdote that came out of uh, your look. Uh, yeah, so I've noticed that there was kind of, uh, I guess, a statistical bias towards more developed countries. This is probably because that these countries are able to provide more precise and more frequent data. Um, so I did, yeah. So I did notice that when I look, when I try to create this, I guess I would call it like an eco rating to determine which countries are best to visit in terms of environmentally friendliness. Um, a lot of them were kind of, you know, developed or European countries. Uh, a lot of them in the Nordic region, which is not to say that they are obviously, you know, not very good in terms of taking care of the environment. But I kind of was disappointed to see that there wasn't very many underdeveloped countries up there as well. Because I feel like there are a lot of like underdeveloped countries that definitely need to be visited more often and have just have a lot more to offer to the world, the, the travelers. Yeah. And you so you said that based on your finding, you think that maybe it's just because that data doesn't exist and isn't being um, collected and, and published? Exactly. So I feel like if... Um, Basically, if these, these like local governments could just try their try harder to kind of just gather this data in more underdeveloped areas, I feel like it could give us a more accurate reading of what's actually going on. You know? Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. I definitely, I definitely, uh, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, and then in in terms of you know, I know the NSS is is such a huge commitment, and and th- there's a renewed sense of community that comes with that, and skills that come with that. Um, and the NSS staff and team is is really looking forward to your to your future success. And I, I'd love to know what do you hope that future success looks like. What are you looking forward to, um, in the next chapter? Yeah, well, um, obviously, best case. I mean, I just I just want to get my foot in the door. Honestly, like I uh, I can't. When you're kind of just starting off in data analytics, you know, you, you, it's, you want to have, have positions in certain companies that you, that you want to work for, that you want to strive towards, you know, be a, a part of. But a lot of us know that you kind of just have to take what you can get when you're starting out. That's kind of where I'm at. But eventually I would like to work for a company that definitely commits to diversity and inclusion and, you know, providing 
potentially working towards a more sustainable future. That's kind of my goal, you know, like working in a renewable energy or, you know, anything like that. Yeah, well, I, I love the sense of purpose and, and passion that you have. And, and now you've got some more technical skills to, to, you know, back that up and allow you to, to make a difference and, and find your footing somewhere. So I, I definitely look forward to your future success and, and wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much for your time, Kevin. Thank you so much. It was great to be on the podcast. <laughs>